0: You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe. And we're wide on IRLoneStar.com.
1: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. And if you're looking for common sense business advice, you're in the right place because this is the weekly business hour. And the host of our show, Rick Schussler, I'm your host. I'm a Silver Fox advisor and the founder of OneBestConsult.com. That's the number, OneBestConsult.com, which is where you go to find common sense business advice. They're the sponsors of the show. So I give them that little plug to begin the show. So if you're looking for common sense business advice, go to OneBestConsult.com. There's a lot of great information there. And if you need a vendor and advisor, I'm your man, I promise you. So to go there, you can find out more, reach out, talk to us, join our community, get our weekly newsletter, video clips, all things business to help you be more successful in your small business. Well, we know at this point that uh, the Weekly Business Hour is where Montgomery County comes to get all its business news and also to find ideas and thoughts to help you in your business and to be part of a conversation, which now is throughout the United States, a conversation about business In the conversation and ideas that will make a real difference in your business. So you're in the right place if that's what you're looking for. I want to let you know before we get further that this show is being broadcast on Facebook Live. So if you're someone who enjoys Facebook, go to the Facebook page for the Weekly Business Hour, click, and you can watch us live on Facebook. Also want to remind you that during the show at any time or even after the show, if you have a comment about what we're talking about, have a question, or just a general business question, please email it to me. Just send it to one, that's the number one bestconsult at gmail.com. So I look forward to hearing from you. Let us know what you think about what we're doing. At this point, it gets real easy. Just sit back, grab your pad and pencil, and get ready to take some notes as we talk about everything business right here on the weekly business hour. And I'm pleased to say that Rainy Busby's back with us this morning. This is her third and last part of her three-part series, uh, examining the idea of using operating systems to better grow and manage your business, because Rainey, you know, as a teacher of the EOS system, and I got to get that right, EOS, (laughs) right? Entrepreneur Operating System, uh, which we've had two shows, we've talked about how it works. It's a wonderful idea. Would you give us a little recap as we start off in our third and final of what we've talked about up to this point?
2: Absolutely, I can't believe it's already the last show. I've really enjoyed it. So the first show we talked about the frustrations of a business owner. We don't have the right people. We don't. We're not making the profit that we wanted to. They're, the business is controlling them. They've tried a lot of different quick fixes, and none of them worked. So this is a, this is a typical business owner, I especially especially small to medium sized business. And then we talked about why you should use an operating system, right? You should have a system to run your business. It makes it so much easier. It's so much more efficient and effective. And then we also talked about the six key components of the EOS model. which stands for Entrepreneurial Operating System. And the first three, we talked about vision, making sure we were laser focused on where we're going, but most importantly, how are we going to get there and how every employee needs to be clear on their, their ability to contribute and what that looks like. People having great people to be able to execute to that vision. Without great people, we'll never make that vision reality. And then data, and that's real leading indicator, activity-based data to help us predict the future and to make really wise business decisions. So um, we spent a lot of time and really the emphasis that you have to be 80% strong in all six key components. So today we're gonna talk about the other three that we haven't mentioned yet and help you to understand clearly not only those components but what are the tools that you can use to help support faster growth in those areas
1: right and and i want to make sure people understand these six uh areas to me are key areas they're almost like a checklist that people need to go down through and if you're going to do a self-analysis or look in the mirror as i call go down through these six six items and just check off where you're at right now mm-hmm. uh and the and i agree with you i mean it If everybody's going to be honest with themselves, there are going to be one or two or more areas that there's a weakness, uh, a general weakness. And the idea, right, is to build businesses that grow, that are efficient, fun to be in, and they're going in the right direction for you and your family, Mm -hmm. particularly in the small businesses.
2: Yes. Yeah. The whole family element and, uh, you know, life is short. And so we need to make sure there's a balance. So we get to do the things we love with the people that we love while growing the business that can really run without us. So um, having a business dependent on you day in, and day out, you know, we need time for vacation and fun, and, and you've got to put that in your life. That's a key piece.
1: Yeah, very, very important. And the idea that your family is always part of all major strategic business decisions. So to have a system in place that helps you, guides you, I always call it the roadmap, right? Mm-hmm. Makes a huge difference or can make a huge difference if you commit to do it. Well, let's move on to what we're talking about today. We've got three okay. components left. Uh, If you didn't join us live on the two previous shows, they've been posted to our Facebook and uh, the Weekly Business Hour, and they're also on our website, One Best Consult, and a lot of other places you might want to listen in. We will produce a total podcast here in the next couple weeks, but you can go from beginning to end. That's why it's soup to nuts. Today, we're going to finish out three of the six components. Let's dive in and start talking about
2: them. All righty. So, let's start with the first one, and it's Issues. Issues are not bad things. They're actually what's holding us back. So there are ideas, opportunities, obstacles, frustrations, anything that's getting in our way, preventing us from executing to that vision and moving our business forward. So the first thing we need to do is get them out of our head. So if you have a management team, leadership team, you're running into these issues every single day. We've got to capture them so that we can create a list. We put a list together so that we're able to prioritize the most important issues we need to solve during our weekly level 10 meeting, which I'll talk to you about as well. Because if not, we're going to walk into the room and we're going to start at the top of the list and work our way down. That's not very effective. There could be a really critical issue that's killing us right now that we need to solve today. I mean, it's, it's not an option. So being able to prioritize that list and always be building on the list, be looking for those opportunities, issues, obstacles, any of that that's holding us back. So real key piece. The next step, once we get a list and we get it all prioritized, we use a model we call IDS. I stands for identify, D is discuss, and S is solve. So what most leadership teams do is they get in a room and they discuss these issues And go on and on and on, but never take the action to solve them once and for all. And then they'll be like, I thought we solved that issue because it comes back. And they're like, no, we never really solved it. We talked about it, but nobody took the action. So when they identify, we have to clearly identify what the root of that issue is. Humans love to solve symptoms. I don't know why it is, but we start hearing about the issue. and We already know what the, the solution is, but it's not really the root. So we have to ask lots of questions. Why is it? Why are they not following processes? Is the process documented? Have they been trained? So drilling down, I'll tell you 99% of the time, it's a people issue or it's a process issue. So We don't have processes documented. People haven't been trained and they're not following them. So we're getting really good at identifying that issue is key to starting then the discuss. So once we have all the facts outlined from all the questions, Then we're able to go around the room and say, okay, what do you all believe that solution is? And then who's going to take the action item to solve it? And so we have an accountability chart I talked about. I think it was in our uh, first show. And I talked about, you know, it looks like an org chart, but it's not. It's clear. uh, It really provides clarity in who is functionally accountable for, let's say, accounting or operations or uh, finance or, you know, sales, whatever that is. That solution goes to the person that's accountable. They are then held accountable by the team to get it solved once and for all. So accountability is usually one of the biggest things I hear complaints about. Accountability happens when they take action and the team's going to say, you got to solve it once and for all. We don't ever want to hear about it again. So it's identify, discuss, and solve. Well, and what
1: I really hear coming through loud and clear is, is taking care of business. Take care of issues because so many times I've gone in businesses and they'll have two or three, not just one, but there's always one, but two or three issues that have been out there forever and they're roadblocks. (laughs) Uh, They're creating problems and they get swept aside for a variety of reasons, but they don't get any action. They don't get solved. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like the real purpose of this particular area is solve your problems.
2: Yeah, I like to say if you, you see a ball laying on the ground because somebody dropped it, as a leader, they usually skip it, they pick it up, and they keep right on going. You need to stop, go back to the person that dropped the ball, have a conversation why, and then get it solved because it's going to happen again and again. And then it gets they're frustrated, but you caused it because you didn't stop and solve it when it was happening. You just said, oh, it'll go away. I don't have time right now. I'm too busy. Well, shame on you as a leader for not taking the time to help your employee do the right thing.
1: You know, it's funny, and and not to belabor the conversation here, but I've actually had conversations with business owners, leaders, and we even put a price tag on them turning their back or walking around that ball, that issue, time and again, and what it's cost their business, cost them uh, in profits as well as revenue, but it's an amazing cost in many cases, and the business owner leader doesn't even take time to recognize that.
2: Well, and then if they do, they're not sharing it with the employee. So the employee knew that that error cost $500. They would want to solve it so that it's not going to happen again. They really want to do a great job, but we don't set our employees up for success. So shame on the leadership team.
1: Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Okay, processes. Let's talk about them.
2: Processes. Yeah, so this is how we do business, right? So we want to be able to be consistent in our delivery to our customers, right? Consistency requires everyone following the same step. So it's um, most companies have six to 10 core processes. So you'll have a people process, you'll have a sales process, marketing, maybe a couple operations, you'll have finance, you know, so customer service, those are core processes, high level. So we tell them you document three to four pages, bullet points, and then also create links to any templates that people should use and also check off sheets. So when we do the same task over and over again, it's real easy to miss a step. So being able to have a checkoff sheet, especially for processes that go across your organization, one of the biggest areas of pain is the handoff from sales to operations. Sales didn't give me this. I needed that. And ops is doing what, you know, oh my gosh, every single business. So having a checkoff sheet that'll flow across the organization, it's a game changer. So once we identify what those six to 10 core processes are, we create a booklet, right? So a way for employees to be able to get access to it. But it doesn't stop there. That's the easy part. The next step is for each process, I recommend that you identify a subject matter expert or kind of a champion who really understands that processes and owns it going forward. So they're accountable for making sure we're always looking for continuous improvement opportunities. Because if we just document it once, it's going to die on the vine. So we always, be, we need to look at, okay, is there a step we need to take out or maybe some steps that are missing? So looking at that continuous improvement, once we make changes, we need to make sure we retrain everyone. So the initial training and constant retraining to make sure they're clear, we, there's a new process in place, there's been some changes, and then we hold people accountable to following our process. So as a leader, I need to hold my people accountable to making sure they understand not following our process is not an option. It will get you into a performance conversation that's not going to be too nice to have. So that's a big key piece as well.
1: Well, you know, the process is obviously an important point. But let me tell you something. We're already to the end of our first segment. So we're going to need to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to get the sixth and final, which is traction. And also, Randy, you've prepared a wonderful recap to kind of walk everybody back through. So ladies and gentlemen, stay with us, and we'll be right back with you.
3: talk on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. right here on Lone Star Community Radio.
4: Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world.
5: Does your company have needs that can be met by an employee who is dependable, hardworking, enthusiastic, motivated, cooperative, respectful, and punctual? Conroe Independent School District Special Education Department can meet your needs by connecting you with potential employees that have been preparing for a lifetime of employment. We have numerous individuals seeking paid and unpaid work experiences. If your company is interested in seeing how we can meet your business needs, call Conroe ISD Special Education Department to find the best employees for you at 936-709-7671.
2: Health Center Southeast Texas is a federally qualified health center. We accept Medicare, Medicaid, and most major private insurances. For our self pay patients, we have a sliding scale discount program available. Our health centers have qualified providers and staffs driving every day to provide the best quality of care to our patients. Services offered are family medicine, behavioral health services, telepsychiatry, and pediatrics. We have four area locations. Look at the Health Center Southeast Texas online, At hcset.com.
3: Not sure who to turn to when you have a problem in your business? Listen to the Weekly Business Hour on Lone Star Community Radio.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rick Schissler, your host. The Weekly Business Hour, where everyone comes to hear about the business here in Montgomery County and beyond. Thank you for joining us. And we're gonna continue our conversation with Rainey Busby, talking about operating systems to run your business. Rainey, it's been a great conversation when we're in our final segment of our final show. Uh, We've got one more of the six key issues or points. That's traction. And then we're gonna launch right into that recap, which I'm kind of anxious to hear you go back through everything. So let's talk about traction.
2: Okay. So the sixth and final element is the, we call traction, but it's really all about execution. So I don't care how big or small businesses, they struggle with execution. It's easy to go and, you know, two day off site, we'll put our plan together and it's fun and it's dreaming and all that. How do we make it reality? Well, there's two key pieces. And it's really about the difference in the leader, leadership team, managers, supervisors working on the business versus working in the business. So when you're working in the business, you're managing day-to-day tasks and all the crazy that goes on. You need to take time to work on the business, which means executing to that vision and where we're going, because if not, you're just going to be running day-to-day operations and we're never going to get where we want to go. We're never going to see that growth um, projections that we were trying to achieve. And so the very first piece is what we call rocks. Rocks are the most important things we need to get done in the next 30 days. 60 days, 90 days, right? So we break it into bite-sized pieces. And so it's just think of it kind of like a little mini project plan really is the easiest way to think. Um, we, uh, the, There's a whole story around where rocks came from, but, um, you know, we say rocks are the most important things. Pebbles are our day-to-day job. Sand is our, you know, all those distractions and eruptions, and then water is everything else. And you need to put the rocks in first because you put water in first, the you know, rocks will never fit. And that's what we usually do. So kind of crazy, we call them rocks, but we hold each other accountable. All employees get at least one or two rocks. So it could be take a training class or read a book or, you know, renew your certification. It could be simple things, but it's what they're doing to help the business grow. And then the other piece of it is this level 10 meeting. And we call it the meeting pulse. that says as a team, leadership team, we need to get together every week. Every department should be getting together every week. Uh, you know, for leaders, we recommend about a 90-minute meeting. Uh, for the departments, I recommend 30- to 40-minute meeting. It's the cadence of the consistency. Employees know what's going on on the front line. Ask them. They'll tell you the issues, the opportunities, obstacles, all those things that, that we could be taking advantage of. A lot of times, we don't ask. So the importance of not only weekly, but also once a quarter, the leadership t- team should be getting together. How, what did we do last quarter? How did it work? Where are we going next quarter? So we've got that consistent cadence. It's that heartbeat of the organization that's so key and critical. And then once a year, you take time for that annual meeting to refresh the next plan, right? Look at once again, what did we do last year? Where are we going? How's our three-year picture? And starting to to really work through and refreshing that vision traction organizer that I talked about the very first show.
1: Well, I, I have to be uh, honest with you. The rock thing is kind of thrown me. I've read that. We've uh-huh. talked about it. And I was thinking this past week, and the only rocks I've ever dealt with in business when somebody said I had rocks in my head. So uh, <laughs> that's interesting. So I, I applaud your ability to sell the rocks when you're when you're putting the system in. So we've covered all six of the key elements you say, and uh, which again I, I I think they're great. If you're listening to the program, it's a great in my mind checklist to go down through and evaluate, mm-hmm. and then to obviously in your case implement and follow and there's a lot of information behind that not just the the bare minimum on the six elements but with the time we have left i'd like to kind of recap for the listener kind of walk them back through so if they've been taking notes they can fill in any blanks that they may have had so why don't we just launch right into uh, a recap of what we've talked about on the show since you came back in the soup to nuts recap of a business operating system
2: will do Okay, so, um, you know, we talked about the frustrations. Y'all are experiencing them. They're real. You know, we have different levels of pain curve. So what can we do to get some of those frustrations under control? So really understanding the value of every business should have an operating system to run your, your company. I mean, it just doesn't make sense not to. And it's not a software package. It's just a set of templates. Um, so we're talking Microsoft Office products, uh, Word, Excel, very easy things to do. And then it's just understanding the model. There's different ways to use it. Uh, folks want to go buy the book Traction, get a grip on your business. There's a link on my website, uh, rainybusby.com. They can download the first chapter for free. Most, most uh, prospects and clients say, I thought they wrote that first chapter about me. I said, I know, I hear that quite often. So you're not alone. Uh, so it is possible to read that book and try to use some of the tools yourself. And I highly encourage, just, just pick one of them that level 10 meeting is the best one to use because you have a lot of discipline and that's where all the magic happens, the accountability happens, and that's where all the issue processing goes on too. So that's the best 90 minutes you'll ever use in your business is really looking at using one of those templates. Now, if you choose not to read the book and try it yourself, which is not easy to do, but a lot of companies make that, a, make that um, at least first effort. You can hire someone like myself. I come in and I teach you how to do it. It's a train the trainer. I teach you everything you need to do. We implement live, real time. So you can go back and train your employees. And it's a very fast-paced but effective way to turn your business around quickly. So it depends on how high the pain curve is because that's really, you know, if, if you are really experiencing a lot of pain and frustration that's starting to affect your health and your, your mental stability, then you might want to move sooner rather than later. So, so that's really a big part of the... Um, you know, that, that level 10 meeting and really taking advantage. Uh, you know, we went through all the components. We, we talked about vision, getting everybody laser focused, the people component, right, people, the best people, getting them in the right seats, make sure they fit our core values, data, leading indicator. We've got to be able to predict. we got to keep our finger on the pulse. So you look at those three keys, and we got a fire truck out there. You look at uh, those three key components, that's really going to give you transparency and, and clarity in where you're going. And then we've got to be able to tackle those issues. They're holding us back, right? So we've got to get them out of our heads so we can prioritize them and IDS them. So identify, discuss, and solve. Those processes that we don't want to document, it's always one of the weakest elements. Got to get them documented so that people know clearly what's expected. We put measurements in place so that we know when people are not following processes. And then that execution piece. So that's using that rocks and level 10 agenda to be able to execute to that vision and just keep the business running. And if you're at least 80% strong in each one of those key components, you are going to be at the top 5% of your industry. It is a game changer. I mean, I have raving fan clients, and it's I get a chance to change people's lives. And it's a pretty amazing, amazing thing.
1: You know, a couple questions back at you. Uh, the first three, the vision, people, and data, to me, are sort of the, and tell me if I'm seeing this right, are the preparation mm-hmm. elements that you've got to go through. They're, what's your vision, of course? what your Who are your people? Right people? Data? Putting that systems in place to get yes. it. You've got to have that in place. And then you move on. Uh, And it it may, like you say, you may want to get there faster, but identifying those issues that are tripping you up and so on and so forth and the processes and the traction. But the first three are are sort of the prep or the base foundation. Is that a fair way of looking at it?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. If we don't have the right people, it doesn't matter how how hard we try, we're never going to get where we need to go. And many times there's a lot of staffing turnover when I start working with clients because they've just put warm bodies in empty seats because they were growing fast. And then they're like, oh my gosh, I've got an underperformer or someone that's just not a fit for our culture. They just don't they don't behave right. They just it just doesn't feel good. And so that's key. And then we've got to have real data and the power of data to be able to see what's truly going on and to predict rather than react. So those people that go around with their hair on fire all the time, that's not fun. You need data so that you can predict before it becomes the fire when the embers are just starting to glow.
1: Which obviously makes a lot of sense because early in my career, I was uh, I was called the guy with the, uh, the the spotted dog on the fire truck. Yeah, because I was on call to put out fires, but always part of that process was to evaluate why did it happen? Can we correct it? Mm-hmm. Um, but we were in a service business with lots and lots of locations, so there were occasionally things that happened. But it was it's very interesting. You're right about that. You need to douse the fire in your ha- in your hair if you have it. And back up because there's typically not really a good reason if you've done a little bit of this yes. homework. <laughs> well, let's talk about a little bit more. We've got a couple of minutes left here. I mean, I want to talk to you. You've talked about a website. Let's go back through that and some of the stuff that we can get from that location.
2: Okay, absolutely. So, my website, uh, rainybusby.com, R A I N E E B U S B Y.com, there's a resource tab. So, get on that resource tab. There's five different books out there. You can download the first chapter for free. There are some uh, ebooks, free ebooks, one of them about how to have that meeting. I will send you any of these templates that I've talked about for free. We give this stuff away because we just want to help small businesses. They're amazing. They're the backbone of this nation. So I'm happy to send you. I can you know send me an email. You can go right on my website. There's a contact form. And that'll that'll hook you up with us, and then we'll get you. If you want the Vision Traction Organizer, if you want to have the the Level Ten Agenda, the Rock Sheet, we have all that available. There's also some pages that'll explain the model a little further, and there's videos and lots of amazing testimonials. So check those out, and you'll see how it really moves that, those businesses forward. And they they will um I, all my clients are happy to jump on a call. They're like, let me know how we can we can share this knowledge so more and more businesses can become great businesses. So this isn't just for broken businesses. This is for good businesses that want to get great. And a lot of times we, we kind of get a little confused. I like, well, my business is, is not really broke enough. I'm like, no, it's not really for broke businesses. They have a bigger problems going on. It, it eventually will help, but it's really for those good businesses that want to be great.
1: Right, and I think that's a great point to make. Well, obviously, thank you so much for being with us, three shows Great information, great opportunity, ladies and gentlemen. If your business is not broken, I'll lead with that. Uh, Or if it is, uh, reach out to Rainey uh, and take a look at this program. Uh, It's got a lot of wonderful things in it, and there are many, many people out there in business that absolutely, as a mentor, a business advisor, I understand this, uh, that could utilize it. So again, thank you so much for joining us. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you to stick around because in the second half of the show got a couple things happening. First of all, our businessman on the street. I did an interview earlier this week with Kyle Kimmich, uh, who's the CPA with Calvetti and Ferguson. And he's provided us in this interview with a firsthand look at some of the evaluation of the 2019 Tax Act, which impacts small businesses in a couple ways that I don't think a lot of small businesses are aware of. There's some real savings opportunities, some deductions that every small business potentially could take advantage of he's presenting the topic at a small business university class put on by the woodlands chamber on the 28th of february and i encourage you if you're listening and want to learn more to attend that because he said there's going to be a huge question and answer period bring your questions so you get advice uh i want to say free but (laughs) oftentimes that's not worth but listen to the interview with kyle he's a smart individual understands it, and wants to share what he knows. So go to thewoodlandschamber.org backslash SBU, Small Business University, for details so you can sign up to attend if you desire. And then I'm going to close out the show uh, with a consulting tip, and Rainy kind of plays into indirectly in what you've been talking about, is look for the signs that your business is falling behind. Uh, I think you're going to learn some interesting things that you need to keep an eye on your business and make sure you don't fall behind and eventually fall out of business so ladies and gentlemen we're going to take our break and be right back with you with the interview with kyle Kimchit.
3: it's all business talk on the weekly business hour every monday at 11 a.m right here on lone star community radio
4: Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness, reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and Internet Radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Marty Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash culture.
0: What can the Better Living for Texans program do for you? You can learn how to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables, choose foods that are relatively inexpensive and good to eat, make your food dollars last longer, prepare quick, nutritious meals, help your children learn how to eat healthier snacks, and much more. Our program is committed to helping people like you improve your health through providing research-based nutrition education in a friendly, cost-free, and relaxed environment. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better.
2: For those of
1: you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday. Your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in Western Swing, Honky Tonk, Zydeco, Texas Blues, Outlaw Country and put a pinch of red dirt and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com.
3: It's all about business on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we're here with uh, Business on the Street, and today we have the distinct honor of talking to Kyle. Uh, Kyle, how do you pronounce your last name?
6: Kamich. Kamich. Yes. Okay, I
1: like the C-H.
6: And you're with? I'm with Calvetti Ferguson.
1: Okay, and Calvetti Ferguson, what do they do?
6: We're a full-service accounting firm. We have uh, audit, tax, a lot of uh, corporate advisory services. Uh, Basically, anything that a CPA firm can do, we can do it.
1: Okay, and you're going to take some of that knowledge and information that you have, and you're going to share it uh, with the Woodlands Chamber Organization through a small business university class that's coming up, I believe, on February 28th. Uh, The time is 9 to 11, and you're going to talk about how the 2019 TAX CHANGES IMPACTED uh, DIFFERENT BUSINESS STRUCTURES ALONG WITH OTHER ISSUES.
6: RIGHT. YEAH, THAT'S CORRECT. Um, SO, MY EXPERTISE in FOR CALVETTI FERGUSON IS IN THE TAX AREA. SO, I ONLY OPERATE JUST ONE PIECE OF WHAT CALVETTI FERGUSON CAN DO, BUT I'LL FOCUS ON, AND FOR THE SMALL BUSINESS UNIVERSITY, I'M GOING TO FOCUS ON SOME TAX ITEMS. SO THAT BEING HOW THE NEW INCOME TAX RULES, WHICH ACTUALLY WENT INTO EFFECT IN 2018, WHICH NOW WE'RE FILING IN 2019, AND HOW THAT'S GOING TO AFFECT BUSINESSES AROUND THE AREA.
1: Well, I suspect, and, and I'm speaking to the listeners and the viewers of this program, of this uh, Businessman on the Street segment, that a lot of small business people really have no idea of how the changes might impact them. So this sounds like a great opportunity to attend and uh, take an hour or two and really learn what might impact your business.
6: Absolutely. And uh, it'll be open for them as well, so there'll be plenty of time to answer, ask and answer questions. So I'd really like for anyone to come and ask questions. I'll be prepared to answer them. If I can't get you an answer that day, I'll get you an answer the next couple of days. So well, you can't beat that. <laughs> right.
1: It's free advice, so to speak, I'm up. sure solid, good advice. Right. Well, let's, Small Business University, tell us what you know about it.
6: Okay, well, I'm fairly new to the Small Business University, so uh, I haven't attended a lot of Woodland Chamber events, so I got invited from uh, one of the partners here at Calvetty Ferguson to give a, a speech about taxes, and I'm uh, putting together that presentation, and I'm happy to, to do that.
1: Well, and I, I personally, as a, a business advisor, mentor, appreciate, because I'm all about education.
6: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I have found that small businesses in general lack education for a variety of reasons. It's kind of the central theme of my radio program, the Weekly Business Hour. So I appreciate you taking time and for the firm to be interested enough to do this. Uh, the Small Business okay. University, I think this is the third segment this year. Uh, they have a number of segments throughout the year that folks can attend on a variety of topics. So, it's a great opportunity to get that education. Well,
6: I'm personally excited to uh, work with Small Business University. I've been working with small businesses for about 10 years now in my career. So, all advising and t- on taxes and public accounting, uh, all for small business owners and small businesses. So, it, it's exciting for me as well. well. It
1: sounds like you're an expert and should know your stuff, right? <laughs> uh,
6: I will. Yeah, I'll be prepared.
1: Well, let's talk about, in general, I mean, what in, in your opinion... What is the biggest change in the tax law that will affect businesses?
6: I think the number one and the number one question I get the most from my clients is related to the qualified business income deduction, which is, people call it the QBI deduction. It's actually Section 199A of the tax code. It never existed before 2018. And uh, it's a deduction that you can get without paying for it. So you pay no cash and you get a 20% deduction on your taxable income. Um, if it was that simple, I probably wouldn't have a job, so there are ceilings, there's floors, there's exceptions, there's exceptions to those exceptions, and, and uh, I'll go through all of that with you, and uh, it's brand new, so I have put it on just a handful of tax returns so far this year, but uh, it's exciting, and I have done a ton of research on it, so I'm excited to share that information.
1: Well, it sounds like it's a great opportunity for small business to take advantage of something that I suspect, again a lot of us in small business don't really know about. Absolutely, based on what you just said, <laughs> typical tax law, there's a lot more to it than just the headline.
6: Absolutely, so uh, who doesn't want to pay tax on uh, 80% of their income rather than 100%? So I think using that deduction and maximizing that benefit is a, is a great step to, to save some money, keep some dollars in your pockets.
1: Well, let me ask you this, I mean, entity change, that's really the thing that when I talk to people and people on my show or clients, people I work with one-on-one, uh, they're talking. In fact, I have a couple clients that have been advised to change their entity. Talk to us a little bit or share with you about entity change. Why is that part of this tax law?
6: Well, it, it brought around a lot of questions to, to speak of where it said, am I in the right tax structure anymore? Uh, for example, the corporate income tax rate used to be 35%. Now it got cut to 21%. Uh, well, should I change it in that structure? I want to take advantage of that 14% rate cut. Um, those are some types of questions I got, especially early on, uh, and I'm prepared to walk through all those steps, the advantages and disadvantages of all types of entities. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to, to going through that in detail.
1: You know, that seems like that's a major thing too as well because it used to be, at least when I was owning the businesses I owned and whatnot, you picked your structure and you just stayed with it. Right. Uh, because it was. You were a corporation and you then the sub-S did a lot of that in my career. Today, it sounds like you got to kind of be light on your feet and be willing to change.
6: (laughs) Right. Well, in about the uh, 1980s, and this was was, long before I was practicing, but the IRS kind of got tired of uh, fighting with taxpayers on what kind of business tax structure they should be. So they said, well, why don't you just check the box and you tell us what you want to be? And that new regulation, when that all came out, it became a very flexible topic. What structure could you be in? But I find constantly when I meet with a, a prospect or new client for the first time, they often, often, often may not even know what tax structure they're in. And if they do, they may be in the wrong one. And I, that's one of the first things we look at to get them in the most efficient tax structure. Well, it makes a lot of sense.
1: Let me ask you, I mean, somebody is going to start a business. Uh, and I get asked this all the time because I interview or talk to and try to help a lot of folks who are thinking about starting businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite frankly, about half of them I try to dissuade for a variety of reasons. But a lot of questions from the folks that really are interested and in know what they're doing, and one of the questions is going to be accounting and, and tax, and you, we've talked about structure. Mm-hmm. What is the kind of information you would give me if I was thinking about starting a business? What is what's really important from an accounting perspective?
6: Well, a couple of things. Uh, first of all, people view accounting as a, a necessary evil and a cost to the of doing business. It is nothing, that, and really, it there it can provide so much more value than just oh man, I got to pay my taxes. I got to pay my CPA this year. We can provide so much value. CPAs in general, us at Calvetti Ferguson particularly, uh, we can provide extreme value in related to uh, not just the amount of tax we can save you, but being in the most efficient, guiding your company in a more efficient manner. So there are a lot of things like that. I would advise them, don't just buy and find the cheapest CPA or the cheapest h block or even the TurboTax, on-demand CPA that they have now.
1: Well, I think you make an excellent point there because one of the things I learned early in my career, I worked in a family business initially, actually was born into a business that grew to be very large all over of my, of my time there. And one of the things I was taught and I saw work was consider your, your CPA, your accountant, as an advisor, mm-hmm. not just, as you said, a tax person, but they can give you advice if you're thinking about doing something in your business, adding a product, expanding, buying your building, whatever it might be, you need to talk to them about advice, not just about taxes.
6: Right. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. And in, in, in all actuality, we don't want to be just a tax preparer. Uh, we're not in the business of being just tax preparers. We really want to be a business advisor, a trusted advisor, and even some of my clients actually call us trusted partners.
1: Well, you know, one of the things, too, I see in small business, based on my experience, is uh Numbers, right, financial statements, information, tax returns, a lot of times small business people don't seem to get not only how important those numbers are, but how useful understanding those numbers can be in planning your business, the things you do to grow and be successful and potentially exit your business. Do you see that very often?
6: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I would say um, some of our biggest challenges often are uh, using financial statements only to look backwards. Uh, so many times, uh, financial statements, they only report what has already happened, and you can use those financial statements in so many ways, and what will happen or what you can do to be stronger, what you can do to increase the value of your business, because uh, it's not always just about, hey, let's save money on taxes. It's about growing a business to be the most valuable. Maybe you can pass it on to your kids. Maybe you can sell it uh, for, for liquidation purposes, whatever you want to do with that business. Uh, there's a lot more things than just... Maybe just saving taxes, you know, or paying a minimum amount of
1: taxes. Well, and again, I, I believe in education. Do you have any advice, perhaps, based on your experience, that to tell someone how they can better understand? In other words, how to learn about numbers, uh, some ideas of resources or whatnot?
6: Uh, sure. Certainly using uh, all the resources available to you. So uh, Small Business University is a free resource uh, using uh, Calvetty Ferguson or a accounting firm in general. Uh, their advice on how you can use that and grow that, how, how to uh, make the numbers look better. And then, um, in, in all reality, it takes a lot of hard work, so. Yeah, well, there's
1: no doubt about it, but numbers are, in my opinion, one of the three keys to building a successful business is understanding your numbers and using them like you so wisely said, <laughs> looking ahead, not just looking back. Right. Well, let's, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this kind of concludes our interview. Kyle, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, Let's kind of reiterate, you're coming up. What day are you going to do your program?
6: February 28th. Okay. And uh, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. So, again, it'll be on the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. I'll mention and I'll go through all different types of entity and tax structures. And then uh, I'll actually even go into a little bit more detail of what you may see on on your own personal 1040 this year. So the 1040 that you've seen for the past 15, 20 years actually looks completely different this year. And if you haven't seen it, go ahead and check it out. I'll have that at the presentation and we'll go through it practically line by line so you can see some of those major differences.
1: And I think one of the important aspects, if you didn't pick it up earlier, is there's going to be a question and answer. So if you attend, come with a question. Uh, You've got questions about the Tax Act, how it impacts your business, bring those questions because I assume... Uh, based on my experience, that the Q and A sessions will be lively.
6: Right, I agree. I'm I'm looking forward to it, um, and I hope they're challenging questions.
1: Well, folks, you've heard it. You've been challenged. Bring some challenging questions with you, and attend this program if you want more information about the program. Go to Woodlands Chamber. That's backslash sbu backslash sbu. All the information uh, about the program. You can sign up and register. And I encourage you, February 28th, 9 to 11, come out and hear Kyle and learn about how the impact of the 2019 tax changes are going to impact your business. Kyle, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Rick. Take care.
3: OneBestConsult.com, a community of small business owners where you as an owner can find answers to the most pressing business questions you have. Not sure who to turn to when you have a challenge in your business? Turn to the folks at OneBestConsult.com. That's the number one BestConsult.com, where you can always find advice you can use based on common sense business experience. Join our community of like-minded business owners at OneBestConsult.com.
5: Does your company have needs that can be met by an employee who is dependable, hardworking, enthusiastic, motivated, cooperative, respectful, and punctual? Conroe Independent School District's Special Education Department can meet your needs by connecting you with potential employees that have been preparing for a lifetime of employment. We have numerous individuals seeking paid and unpaid work experiences. If your company is interested in seeing how we can meet your business needs, call Conroe ISD Special Education Department to find the best employees for you at 936-709-7671.
0: to take your first step into the radio world.
4: Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you
2: like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio.
3: For business ideas and news you can use, join us on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio.
1: You are listening to the Weekly Business Hour. This is our final segment for today. I'm Rick Schisler, your host, Silver Fox advisor, and the founder of OneBestConsult.com. And before I move on to the OneBestConsult.com tip of the week, I want to mention to any of you listeners that are here in Montgomery County, we do look for sponsors for the show. And I would appreciate hearing from you if you're interested in sponsoring the program. You own a business or work at a business. Uh The advertising is very inexpensive. It's a great value, in my opinion. Just reach out to me here at the station at rick, R-I-C-K, at IRLoneStar.com. Love to hear from you. Send you some information. No pressure. Uh, Take a look at it. I think you'll see the benefits of being a sponsor of the Weekly Business Hour. Well, it's that time in the show for me to do my tip of the week. Uh, And I've entitled this one, Look for the Signs that Your Business is Falling Behind. You know, I think this is a critical topic. In fact, I addressed it uh, back in the fall a little different way. But, you know, when you have a really great economy going on, and typically most of the businesses that I talk to, a vast majority, are doing fairly well, uh, and the economy is part of that. Uh, But they're growing, things are happening. But one of the warning signs, and I'm going to go over several, that your business may be falling behind, is that you lose a little bit of humility. You need to have humility when you run your business because if you don't have humility, say, hey, I'm doing great today, but tomorrow I've got to look at it. I'm challenged. I can't get complacent, and that's really the word, complacency. And I do talk to business owners who say, hey, we're doing well. Everything's firing on all cylinders, but yet I'm afraid that if they don't keep an eye on things, and I'm talking about losing not just to competition, but there's a lot of technology A lot of things going on out there, and I'm going to touch on that in a minute because a lot of this happens very, very subtly, and you've got to just kind of keep your eyes and ears open, make sure your numbers are staying consistent, and so on and so forth. And the next area that is when your business loses direction, you've got to have a clear direction of your business and where you're going. This is that day-to-day thing. We talked about it a little bit with Rainy Busby in her segments. The idea that all the people that work with you, everybody, understands where you're going with this business, what the expectations are. And when you start to get big and uh, I hesitate to use the expression, but it was one I grew up with, fat, dumb and happy. The idea that hey, things are just so great and I can take off and I can be gone all the time and it'll run itself because their sales are booming da da da, that is an indication that you're setting yourself up. And again, subtly, it's not going to be like a baseball bat across your head. It's going to sneak up on you, and you really need to go out. And one of the things you can do is talk to your employees, see how they're doing, what do they think is going on. Make sure they understand unequivocally what it is that you expect them to be doing so that they can make sure that your business is moving forward. Another area that's a key indicator uh, that I think you need to keep an eye on is customer requests. And I've met several entrepreneurs, small business people really good in this area because they really go out of their way to talk to their customers, relationship building and so on and so forth. Customers are asking you for products or services that you don't have. You need to kind of dig into that. It doesn't mean you have to provide every product and every kind of service, but make sure that your customers are not moving towards or gravitating towards different products and different services. Make sure they're not moving away from your business. One of the ways you can do that is send out regular surveys. Another way, as I said earlier, talk to your customers, not just the biggest, talk to all your customers, get to know them. A lot of good reasons, and we've talked about them on the show for building that relationship with customers. But one of the reasons is you understand what they're looking for, and if their mind is changing about something, if they are looking for something different for their business or their personal use, you need to be aware of it, need to be aware of it sooner than later. Another area is, and this is all in the data, as Randy would say, but in the numbers, key products, sales start to fall off. A lot of times it's not dramatic, a little bit here, a little bit there, but people aren't buying your products, the same reason as they are not requesting. They are moving in a different direction. That might be the cause. There can be other causes. There can be the blips in sales and so on and so forth, but keep your eyes and ears open. And finally, and most importantly, and this is why it's important that every small business, keeps their eyes and ears open for what's going on in the marketplace, what's going on in the economy in general, is trend shift. Technology is the biggest obvious trend shifter these days. Technology, AI, artificial intelligence, just beginning to see that. But it eventually will funnel down even to the smallest business. Be aware of shifts and trends. One of the best ways to do that is to read business periodicals, magazines, newspapers, whatever, and be aware of what's going on. Attend conferences. Don't have to go to one every week, month, or quarter, but once a year, a business conference in your industry. Talk to other business people in other areas of the country. Be aware of what's going on and keep an eye on those shifting trends. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, and please put a note on your calendar to be with us next Monday, right here at 11 o'clock. Randy Morton, the president of Better Bookkeepers, will join us. To complete our soup to nuts conversation with her entitled keeping your business bookkeeping in line with your business again you look for a podcast of today's show if you missed it or want to share it with others that'll appear right here on the weekly business hour page on irlonestar.com it'll also be on onebestconsult.com and on our facebook page as well as many many other social media typically published sometime on wednesday so look for it if you want to re-listen thank you for joining us and remember to stay in touch with what's happening here in Montgomery County, right here on Lone Star Community Radio. And as I always like to tell people, until next week, stay engaged and keep your focus, like I do, on what counts in your business. Thanks.